T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. The show about the show, the show within the show. You can get this podcast on its own podcast feed. You can simply search Permission Granted. Say you listen to the show live every day, but you don't need to listen to it in podcast form because of that. You can just get the Permission Granted Podcast just by searching Permission Granted. Subscribe, rate, and review it there. Or if you listen to the DA show in podcast form sometimes, the Permission Granted Podcast is part of that feed, so you can simply search The DA Show. You can get it there as well, along with Sunday Morning Football as well in a one-size-fits-all, catch-all podcast feed. Mariah, let's start here. We are entering Divisional Round Weekend, and we have not been told by the bosses whether we are or are not going to Tampa Bay for the Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't know if you've thought about this, but I certainly have, and my guess is if we have not been told to book plans at this point on January the 12th, I don't think we're going. Yeah, I, I got the assumption we weren't going probably in September when we still weren't back at the studio, and I have a hard time thinking if we're still not back at the studio that they were going to put us on a plane and send us down to Tampa and feel like they'd be liable if we caught COVID while down in Tampa. So as kind of an inside baseball anecdote here, sometimes these decisions oftentimes are made based on who is broadcasting the Super Bowl. And this year is a CBS Super Bowl. So the game is going to be Super Bowl 55 on CBS called by Nance and Romo. That becomes like our marching orders to be an extension of the promotion of the game. So this one had been locked in for years as the CBS game. And I figured, well, this is the one that you can lock in stone that we are definitely going to. So that's why I thought that maybe they would hold out hope that we could go. But frankly, I don't really want to go because we don't go to the game anyway. We just end up doing this week's worth of shows then flying back on Saturday or Friday in some cases. But also, do you think there's going to be Radio Row this year? I got to imagine there's no convention centers. There's no like gathering of people doing interviews anyway. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's funny because I've actually, behind the scenes, been fielding interviews from a lot of the PR agencies and reps that go to the Super Bowl and provide us with so many of the great guests we have year in and year out. And it feels like we've learned this year, and this is, again, very inside radio, that nobody really knows exactly who runs Radio Row because the PR people themselves are wondering, should we even be trying to see what players are comfortable walking around Radio Row because we don't even know if shows are going to be there and shows themselves didn't even know if they were going to be there. So it feels like a lot of people just saw nobody really that they would take orders from and all are asking a bunch of people in the same boat as them, wait, is anybody going this year? So the whole thing is very odd, and, I, you know, let's face it. I mean, this is a situation in a pandemic where it's about comfortability, too, and there's a lot of great NFL players and a lot of retired NFL players that would fit an older demographic that I'm sure probably aren't comfortable walking around Radio Row doing interviews with a bunch of strangers and probably passing off people back and forth so quickly, I would guess is not exactly an ideal scenario that radio stations and PR companies want to be involved with if, you know, something were to spread from there. Yeah, that's for sure. You have a lot of, I mean, most of the guests that we have are former athletes, former NFL players, and they could range from the ages of 40 to 80. And if you're going from station to station, interview to interview, yeah, you can do some of them six feet apart, but not all of them. And you're talking to multiple publicists or multiple producers. I mean, it's a real glad, glad handing network driven type of thing. So the whole structure of it, I, I just don't think it's going to happen this year. I, I highly doubt there's going to be a radio row. Either way, we have not gotten the word yet, so I don't think we're going to be there, <laughs> which means that the yep. week of the Super Bowl, we'll probably have a number of cool interviews lined up. They'll just yes. be down Zoom or down the phone line. That, that is exactly it. So in some of the people I've been in touch with here on the production side of things, the belief is, and we don't have one thing booked or set in stone yet, a lot of these, because everything is very moving. Uh, usually by now I have quite a few Super Bowl guests lined up. About the week before, it seems like a lot of these uh, agencies are leaning towards doing these, doing Radio Row via Zoom, kind of like we've done a lot of other things via Zoom. So I'm going to have to be in touch with Cap, the Wizard of Washington. I'm sure will be able to help us and take care of that to figure out links and whatnot. But my guess is we will have more than a couple interviews Radio Row style set on Zoom for that week. Kind of a bummer that we're going to miss out on a Tampa Super Bowl. Had oh. this been Indianapolis or Minneapolis or Detroit, you know, wouldn't have been that bad. But the Tampa Super oh. Bowl would have been fun. Yeah, and also in our time slot, there's also more radio inside. The next two are on the West Coast, which means we'd be live at 3 a.m., so who knows what happens with those Super Bowls coming up with Radio Row afterwards. I was really looking forward to a warm weather East Coast morning show Super Bowl like we had last year. Tampa this year, next year, L.A., year after that, Phoenix? I believe so, and then I think there's a New Orleans before it goes back to Vegas, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly. Back to Vegas, so there's going to be a Vegas Super Bowl already lined up. I am fairly certain I have that right. I remember looking ahead, but I haven't checked in on that recently. I'm pretty sure that's it. So CBS gets the COVID bowl. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. But, I mean, I don't know. Even watching the national championship game in Miami with the amount of fans they had in, if that's kind of how it looks in Tampa being down in Florida, I don't think it's going to look that bad on TV. Well, did you think it looked all right? I mean, there were some fans last night of the national championship game, but it 
it definitely well, left a lot to be desired. I mean, of course it did. And maybe part of this is I've become so accustomed to what flat-out empty stadiums look like compared to the stadiums where you can have some fans in it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's different levels where the Bills could have a certain amount. And I think the stadiums are doing a better job now than even at the beginning when we saw Arrowhead that first game of the season of spreading it out so it looks better on TV. I, I kind of thought last night for what we've seen in big games with fans, I lived with and I thought was – I thought it was fine, and I think the Super Bowl will probably only look and feel better than that. Future sites are this year Tampa, next year L.A., year after that Glendale, Phoenix, and then year after that is New Orleans. So maybe after that they're going to get Las Vegas in there? I'm not sure. Yeah, I thought there was like a way, like a, uh, a right to flop with New Orleans and Las Vegas or something. Mm, okay. So that's Super Bowl action. Uh, the choking on the chicken bone – story is not going to go anytime soon um this week you had coughed up choking on a chicken bone and uh you'd eaten chicken wings on saturday monday morning you'd been laughing so hard it's done to a news that uh the bone came up and then you're the infamous i can't talk <laughs> uh, type of meltdown you had a lot of people reach out to you, and they're concerned about your health. Uh, were yes. they listeners? Were they family, friends? No, I really had no family uh, other than my wife responding, oh, you finally got that bone up. <laughs> the rest of my family to reach out, these were mainly listeners, and the listeners that hate me, like the listeners that like me really knew I'd be fine because I'm Teflon after eating bad food and choking. The listeners that hate me, that clip got posted, and all day I'm reading, are you dead yet? Like, there was at least six to seven of these where people were kind of rooting for me to have dropped dead. Really? I'm sure they would have felt bad if I literally dropped dead, but boy, you start to realize this. there are people that don't like me, DA. They were actively rooting for you to have passed away yesterday? So, boy, when you put passed away in that, it seems so final. <laughs> there were maybe actively rooting is one thing. They wanted to check in, and they knew I wasn't dead for them to be checking in on Twitter, but more or less, are you dead yet? Did you learn your lesson? Like that kind of stuff. Maybe, uh. maybe take a bite or take a breath between bites. Just like really attacking the way I eat food, and thus I should be learning my lesson. They're so tired of me being a slovenly mess. So while they were putting in the death thing, I don't want to totally paint these people who are so cruel to me with the worst picture saying they are rooting for death. <laughs> But they certainly put death up there where they wouldn't have been shocked by death and therefore would have accepted death. What kind of pictures are you talking about? Well, what do you mean pictures? I think you, I thought you just said I they're painted po- a picture. posting or painting the worst pictures ever. Yeah, well, no, I'm, I didn't mean like literally painting like Mozart. Got I it. meant like painting a picture of like my health, you know, what, what I am at, in real life. Got it. Got it. You know. Have you had anybody reach out to you and actually be earnest about their wants for you to be healthy? Yes. Uh, well, mainly just one person. That would be Foxy, who was uh, you know, a friend of mine and obviously a big listener of the show. Yeah. called last week, wanting you guys – I don't even know where he got this idea to you guys to dress as donuts. Week, which it, he made disgusting. it sound like you had a donut costume. I don't. I don't. And he called me. I haven't even talked to you about this. He ended up calling me Friday afternoon, and I found out he was serious. <laughs> he was serious. He wasn't trying to make a joke on the air. And 
he just feels like because I'm round and look like a donut that you guys dressing <laughs> as donuts would create a funny visual and that he feels like because he is somebody I've known to watch football with on occasion that if any if everybody's going to be called an enabler, he feels like putting putting it on air for me to strive to not only lose weight to be healthy, but to watch you guys look like idiots for the week instead of me being the idiot on the show might be the way to make him not an enabler and to help me lose weight. He really was all over the place, but I think at the core it wasn't a bad idea. No, it seemed like a pretty cool idea. It was essentially you have to lose 50 pounds by Taylor's second birthday, and if you yep. don't, you have to wear a donut outfit if you do. The rest of us have to wear a donut outfit for the entire show or the entire week or something like that. Again, it's just it's very off the wall, the picture, and we love stupid bets. Of all the random things, you bogus and basically bloody uh, the first week of the year basically wearing donut costumes. For week. I mean, that would be a heck of a way to start 2022, wouldn't it? Well, you had said that last week because you had gone on that rant and called everybody around you enablers that you had a lot of people that said, I'm not coming over for football. I will not watch football with you ever yes. again because you slandered me. Did that end up uh, happening? No, we, we were able to patch things up with my you know core group of close family friends that we, we gather. But I will say I had gone over to my sister's house where some of these people were for Sunday's games. And obviously we know the Bayou Bear and, and his lovely wife was like a second sister to me. They're Saint fans. I left at halftime of the Nickelodeon game. I was just I was tired. I, I kinda just wanted to lock in. They were flipping back and forth between Nickelodeon and CBS. And I got so much garbage about how you know, we watch every giant game, you can't finish watching the Saint game, yet we're the enablers. So we watch football, but there was definitely I left watching football with that crew with a distaste in like uh, in their mouth with me. Like they were unhappy with me going in and then unhappy with me when I chose to leave. It, there was a whole thing going on where there's just a lot of negativity surrounding the people who I think liked me that maybe don't, which include family members. And you think that stemmed from last week's The enabler show? stuff. The enabler stuff. Because I think they thought, okay, we're going to get over this. We'll have a couple laughs. But then there was something about it where – it was bad, and again, I also got a little heat because we ordered some pizza to my sister's house on Sunday, and I had wanted to order extra garlic knots, and I got a couple eye rolls and some mumbles under the mouth, and I think that was kind of like, oh, see, he's the one doing this, and we're going to get blamed for this on the air, because I think they all look at the show in good-natured fun, but they never thought that they would be kind of attacked. It would always be just me getting attacked, and I wouldn't throw it back. So for that to have happened, for me to have ordered the garlic knots, then for me to have bailed at halftime of the game, it kind of felt like there was a distrust going in, and even more so with the trust going, distrust going out. And I really haven't heard much from any of them Monday or today on Tuesday, so who knows where I stand, but it does seem like there's some patchwork for some relationships that still need to be done because I took a flamethrower to them. Who's the angriest at you out of all those people? You know, I think my brother-in-law Dennis is a little bit. Because he's the most quiet about it. Like, the Bayou Bear was the most vocal about it, my buddy Connor. But my brother-in-law, Dennis, has just been awfully quiet since last week because he also was the one that brought the Crave case last week, the famous Crave case that was the one signaling <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, you cited, yeah. But he really didn't say much to me at Sunday at all. Like, it was, I don't know if there's something going on else with him, but he sat away from me. And I actually almost felt like texting my sister, like, hey, is Dennis mad about me? But something? And now that you're saying this... Maybe he is still mad because he was tweeting about, like, oh, I guess I'm the one who ordered the Crave case. So maybe he takes things more personal than I maybe realized because I didn't necessarily grow up with him. You know, he's relatively new to the family. But I, there is a – there's nothing that I could pinpoint and say, yes, this is a real problem right now. But there was definitely an awkward aura to the weekend with me. Hmm. You know, I was, I was wondering – 
One of the 12 DAs of Christmas was the Sean Forash storyline. You had an evil twin that was ruining your reputation around your hometown. Sure. This person was named Sean Forash. He pronounces it Farash, I believe. Or f- yes. Farish, I think. Farish. Farish. <laughs> and uh, part of the reason that he was ruining your reputation was that he was involved in a lot of um, political rallying sure. um, before the election. And that people thought that you were being the political agitator, you know, running these rallies uh, on the side. Now, after the the storming of the Capitol oh. last week, was he involved in any of that, or, um, you know, because I was thinking, boy, if yeah. he was involved in that, then people might have come back at you and been wow. like, why were you at the Capitol? It is so funny because we don't talk about this, DA. We didn't we didn't talk about this before the podcast. I had, had no idea you were going to bring this up. I would be lying if I didn't tell you. When that news started to develop last week, and I had cable news on, and we were all watching it, and obviously disgusted by what was going on, the thought crossed my mind. I said, tell me this freaking idiot is going to be there. Tell me this idiot is going to be there, and local paper is going to write about it, I'm going to get bombarded with texts and tweets again, because people still don't get it. Tell me he's going to be there. I have not seen or heard his name in relation to it, and it is so funny that you brought that up, because it was the, you know, as everybody's worried about basically democracy in America, here I am selfishly going, this idiot better not be there, disgracing my name. This idiot better not be there. And thankfully it appears he was not. But it was Could you imagine if he was one of the centerpieces oh, of this whole thing. And- right, like if he was the caveman with the horns on him or whatever that fan- picture yeah. is of that loser, I would never be able to recover. My reputation would be in tatters, even though we know this guy has nothing to do with me, but this is what I've been facing my whole life. But I cannot believe you brought it up because I actually am yelling at the TV if I see this guy, if I see this guy. Like, I am I'm a nervous wreck because of how much this guy uh, accidentally ha- has been tied to me, and I can't take it. Yeah, he's like a political agitator and a uh, and a rallier. He's a, like a protest rally guy, and he he helps organize them and lead them. So when I saw this, I said, "Boy, he might be helping lead this one too." And oh. then the whole Sean Farash thing would would blow up yet again if it were true that people right. were actually um, reaching out to you and confusing the two of you or whatever. But. Phew, you dodged a huge bullet there that he wasn't in the middle of that DC stuff. I am telling you, that was one of my like immediate thoughts when it developed on TV. I said, no, please, no, please. I can't have this happen to my name. Please, no. no. Oh, gosh. Well, you wanted to come into 2021 and be a happier, better, less angry type of, of guy. Sure. Last week was a tough start to the year because you felt like we had kind of badgered you into or maybe specifically me that i had badgered you into uh into meltdown mode um but this week seems to be relatively pleasant do you think that maybe it just was a week delayed before you could really feel happy and shiny yeah i think so i think so because the first two days have been a lot less picking on i tell you though what really happened last week I'm going to blame on Pete because I took some time this weekend to think about my anger and snapping at all of you guys and basically me being the punching bag to start the week. And I'll tell you why I'm going to blame it on Pete. Pete basically disappearing for the final three weeks of the year and on pretty quick notice ended up costing us playing the year of the buffoon before the end of the year. And I think because we waited for the whole show to be together again to play Year of the Buffoon, we usually play, you know, as part of within the 12 DAs, and it's kind of a whole ending of the year, and we encapsulate everything, stop everything. I think my mindset to start the year fresh 
And then, of course, I'm going to make my typical mistakes because I'm coming off a week off and all of that. And then you throw in playing nine minutes of the year of the buffoon. And more so than past year of the buffoons, probably because it was standing alone more, not on a day where a 12DA was. You hyped the heck out of it. I think just really mounted and mounted and mounted and led to my explosion where other things came up because Year of the Buffoon was played on this week where we were supposed to be starting fresh. And had Pete not basically been gone for three weeks and we played it, I think that maybe I would have just accepted it, rolled with the punches, and that kind of week that we had to start the year would not have been the case and I would have been much happier. So I'm blaming Pete. I'm pointing the finger that way. Timing was Pete's fault here because that that should have wrapped up 2020 instead of starting yes. 2021. Yes, we started on a bad foot because he was out and we <laughs> had to play it when everybody was here. I am so sick of you never taking responsibility for yourself. Is that a drop or is that really Pete? No, that's Pete. He's listening. <laughs> he's back in the studio recording this. I forgot he was listening. I am so tired of you not taking responsibility for yourself. I've had it. You blame everybody else. Enough. Pete, would you not agree? Shut up. No, no, no. Let me finish. Would you not agree if you didn't take off three weeks to end the year that we would have played it? Well, just to clarify, one of the weeks I took off, I had to take off because of things that were going on involving COVID. So let's neither here nor there. What's that? That's neither here nor there. You still took off. Okay, I'll walk around the studios with COVID next time. Jeez, all right, Pete, relax. Talk about not being angry and start the Yeah, I'm, now I'm pissed off. You pissed me off, and now I'm angry. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Pete, you're a, you're a dad now. You're a parent. You're, you're trying to instill the right things in Timmy. Why do you think Mraz passes the buck so much? Whew, you need a couch to answer that question. <laughs> um, He passes the buck. Because I, I'm going to guess because of something that must have happened in his childhood. a bun, Not just the ripping of the, the painting, but a bunch of things that may, might have happened in his childhood. That maybe his parents or his mom specifically allowed him to keep getting away with stuff and him being able to point the finger somewhere else. Right. And, and it's, always, it's always compliment and it's not constructive criticism. Huh. So huh. maybe mom and dad Mraz were a little too, too easy going on Mraz when... When they could have been more critical. Very possible. I'm not saying that because I like them. They're very, they're very nice people. They're very good parents. I'm not saying that. But Sean's a little bit of a different bird. <laughs> I mean, and Pete, where does your anger come from in your childhood? Comes from people like you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I Here's where the you. anger comes from. <laughs> I'll give you one example. I, I, this is a this is a, a example from high school. Oh, no. I'm in a class. It's one, an elective class. Everybody is not doing their work. I'm the only guy doing the work. I get the A. Everyone else gets the A because they did one assignment. Oh, boy! Things like that piss me off. Pete's one of Pete's on great, great lines ever is when, <laughs> during Festivus, you you told him to turn on your, turn on the light in the, the studio, during <laughs> during commercial break, because, who am I, Huffman Coos? <laughs> <laughs> you are changing that light might, bulbs now. That might be a very regional reference, but it's like <laughs> this home furnishing store. <laughs> 
Kaufman Coos. I don't know if it's a guy. I don't know if it's a designer. I don't know if it's just like J.C. Penny. Was J.C. Penny a real guy? Or I have no idea. But this place sells like couches and lighting. Like it sells like home lighting. What are my Huffman Coos? I couldn't stop laughing for the entire break. Really? What do you want me get on a ladder? Like what else are you gonna add to my uh, to my menu of things to do? Well, this is a real problem that that Pete sits in a studio that is not well lit, and we we are on camera when we go to him for Trash Tuesday and other things. And Mraz thinks that it's just that the lights are off, and I think Cap thinks that as well—that you're just keeping the lights off because you like to work in the dark. When you're saying that the lights have actually blown out and nobody is around to replace the lights. Well, there's there's one set of lights that I turn on every time I'm on the air for Trash Tuesday. And and those lights are starting to burn out every bulb by bulb. <laughs> so I've decided to not put those lights on because it doesn't make a difference anymore. So it reminds me of like an old West town where like you go in and there's like the swinging, creaking saloon doors and <laughs> everything except one little dim light bulb is 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 off and broken and there's cobwebs all over the place. Is that how the... Studio has looked over the last year of COVID. Oh, that's how it has looked. Look at the ceiling. I don't, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, no. oh, no. It's like when squatters move into a house and you wonder how it could just decay. Like, right? The pipes aren't on. What's going on? Like, who are you going to call, though? You're not going to call. No one to call. There's one engineer and really not attending to, oh, hey, the lights are out. And there's other things going on more pressing. <laughs> and this is where I'll – and I brought this up last week. I will give Pete a pass on that. If that is really what's going on, I believe it because I was in a meeting with management and other people, and some of those people are in studio, some of those people are not. And the question came from the boss who has not been in studio, hey, is there anything we need more of? And one of the people on the meeting brought up, we haven't seen hand soap in a week. <laughs> With the companies running PSAs about how important hand washing is. <laughs> and if we can't get hand soap in during a pandemic, I can't expect somebody else to come in and change the light bulbs for Trash Tuesday. So what we're thinking is that they have essentially just, it's like I Am Legend and it's all of New York City is just abandoned now. And there's like zebras running across <laughs> the street in front of CBS Sports Radio. And Pete has to make his way through the wilderness every single day to get to the studio. It's like a rundown house that has the X on the door, and then but then the grass starts growing, and you're right, you live right next to it. You don't know who's gonna buy it. So Shep's condemned. actually brought the stray dogs up into the studio. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's turned out. To. So CBS Sports Radio, the the CBS Sports Radio floor on Hudson Street is right now condemned. It's boarded up. <laughs> Your words, not mine. <laughs> oh, well, all types of fun here. Uh, side B, you got a little Andrew Bogus coming up? Yeah, Bo- Bogus is coming up. I have a couple things I want to get into with him, including the chicken bone situation. I also want to discuss his sweet potato nachos that were graded over the weekend. We got plenty to get into with Andrew Bogus. Have fun with your side B. Oh, he did the sweet potato nachos? Remember, that was his football food of the week. Yeah, and he made it? Well, not only that, we had listeners make it. Oh, we oh, had oh gotcha. views back at me. Yeah. Oh, wow. So we're all about it. Okay. All right. Excellent. All right. That is it. That's coming up on Side B. Welcome into Side B, the PGP. It is me, Mraz, the host of Side B, the executive producer of the DA Show, joined by my DA Show 
partner in crime, not crime, Andrew Bogish. Bogie, hello. How are you? Did you just call me dirty? Well, so I was always under the assumption, I hate to start another year of the buffoon, but it was partner in crime, right? Like you're always getting into trouble together. And I was told right. this weekend it's actually partner in crime, like you're getting dirty with that person. I mean, it, you could certainly say partner in crime, but – but there's no way that that's the original phrase. The original okay. phrase is definitely partner in crime, 100%. Okay, so I always thought it was partner in crime, and knowing that I'm wrong on a lot of things, I was told I was wrong. So now am I being trolled for being right? I mean, are you being trolled, or, is the, or again, is your environment the one that's setting you up for all of these issues? I mean, you're around people who think that. And again, it's not, it's certainly not the most outlandish thing, but I mean, it's definitely not partner in crime from the beginning. It was partner in crime, no doubt. So whoever huh. told you that may maybe just mistaken. I don't know if they're you know dastardly trying to give you bad info, although that would be great. Um, but I think this one just might be them being mistaken and pushing it on to you. Okay. All right. Well, you're my partner in crime then and crime Thank you. and all of those things that go with it. And I'm sure you love to be associated with me. That's exactly what you had lined up when you'd went to Fordham. Anywho. You were associated with me in a big way last week, Bogus. And before we get into me nearly dying on the air, which involved mm. eating during football, you supplied for the first time ever the football food of the week with sweet potato nachos using, obviously, cutting up sweet potatoes, crisping them underneath all that nacho goodness. I got not one, not two, but three tweets from people over this weekend. So at least three people you hit hard making the sweet potato nachos all loved it. Absolutely loved it. All right. It. Look at that. Said home run this week with the football food of the week, the crispiness, the tanginess, if you will, the sweet potato to go with all that nacho stuff. So uh, let me just start by saying this was originally your wife's creation. Was she aware that she was featured in the football food of the week this week? She was. I mean, she, as I said on the air, and I think here too, like she, she does not pay attention to anything I do work-wise. So she, I had to explain the entirety of it to her, <laughs> what the segment was. Why we're using it? How is it going to look online? Like she wanted to know, like if it was going to be for if she needed to format in a particular way for me. So she got the full the full rundown because she was starting from zero on understanding what we were doing. Okay, all right. So, but was she pleased in the end? Because I know she could be touch or go with with me and anything associated with me, knowing that her creation was going to be directly right. associated with a longstanding column written by me at CBSSportsRadio.com. Yeah. No, 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 no hesitation aligning with you, and uh, she'll be certainly pleased to know that at least three people did it and liked it. She'll like that for sure. So I'm a little disappointed, though, Bogish. You know, here's Moose pumping out uh, stunned to a news stories to you, like the, the axe-wielding dog. And yeah. here I am. I'm waiting all weekend on the Instagram account. I know every once in a while Moose will miss a week here or there, but I was very excited to see his execution of a food you supplied, and we've got nothing. Absolutely nothing out of the guy. Yeah, you know, I, that, that crossed my mind when I went back in because it was – what day did we do the axe? Was that Monday? It had to be Monday, right? I mean there was – Yes. For, I have like nine different places, websites, Twitter feeds saved that I go to to look for stunned stories. And nobody had anything of significance. One thing I wanted to use was a little too touchy politically, so that was off the table. So I was like – it dawned on me like, oh, Moose sent me like multiple things – kind of rapid fire. I used one of them. There's something else there. So I went back and I found the message. And as I was doing that, I was like, wait a second. Did he not tag me in the post about yeah. the football? So I just thought maybe he like left me off the post. I didn't even realize that he didn't do it at all. 
And and from Moose, who's been so on top of it. Now, Moose might be the greatest unpaid asset to the DA show because he does this Instagram account. As you mentioned, he's basically rapid fire. This ain't the first time. He's giving you stun to a news, which, let's face it, cuts your workload a little lighter if he gives you something yeah. to work with. So he's a great asset. And the week before, when I was doing the New Year's Day Friday show where everybody was off, kind of tongue-in-cheek. Uh, and to be fair, it, it, it was lazy of me. I gave Cheez-Its as my football food of the week, knowing how much DA that was on the DA show's mind while I was off. And he posted three boxes of Cheez-Its. He had no problem putting that up. And a week later, you know, when everybody's <laughs> killing me for creativity, he's supposed to have my back and how creative and how good these foods are. He's nowhere to be found with your sweet potato nachos. And I was looking forward to see what he had to say about it. So I found that a little disappointing. Hope Moose is fine. And I, I would just, I would, if Moose is listening out there, Look, whatever I come up with for this week for division round, I think you need to double up. I think we need the sweet potato nachos one day for these wild uh, the division round games. And I think we need whatever the new food is the other day. Don't you think that's fair, Bogus? We can't let this pass without ever having the DA show listener stamp of approval and how it's made on Instagram. No, I would certainly like to, to get it out there and let more people see. Maybe we'll get more than just three people um, right. um, liking it. But, um, but also, too, I mean – Maybe Moose is doing something that actually gets him paid, um, or like something with his family. So there's let's you know, leave some room for legitimately not being able to do this last week before we like double his yeah. workload. But it would be nice to get some love for the nachos this week. Of of course. Now of the foods of the week, obviously I mentioned that I had had chicken wings on Saturday. <laughs> Who doesn't love it? It feels weird when you call them chicken wings because we just call them wings. Like oh, have some chicken wings. It just feels weird. You just call them wings. There's a great place on Long Island called Changing Times. There's now a couple of locations. They are famous for getting their wings grilled, medium, the whole thing. And they have, like, the most unbelievable blue cheese, too. It's the best blue cheese on earth. Anyway, yada, yada, yada. The problem I sometimes have with the Changing Times wing is they could be a little smaller. Like, they're not consistent in size. You know, you go to a place that you get a big, meaty wing. Sometimes places are too mm. small. The, the wing sizes are all over the place. But anyway, I'm cleaning the flat on Saturday night. And as I'm cleaning, I just kind of had one of those bones where, like, you know how a flat bone on a wing, it's, it's almost like, a, it reminds you, I guess, of like a paper clip shape, the bone, if you will. Does that make yeah. sense? And there's always a, one of the, one size always flimsier than the other. Exactly. Thank you. It was the best way to put it, flimsy. So as I'm biting into the bone, I'm kind of gnawing at it, which, as I continue to paint this picture, there is nothing more disgusting than watching somebody eat chicken wings. That, like, that mm-hmm. is, for as delicious as they are to taste, it's actually the most disgusting thing to watch somebody eat. You know, because they get real messy in there. There's, there's muscles moving in the mouth you didn't even know existed. And I am just like that. I'm guilty of that. I'm probably gross to watch eat chicken wings. So, cleaning the bone, and one of those flimsy pieces absolutely snaps. And the way it snaps, I heard the snap, and I went to swallow the meat, and I didn't realize it was basically a shard-off half piece of that flimsy bone. I'm starting to cough now, re-inscribing it, <laughs> picturing it. Having flashbacks. Oh, you know how, like, when you, you mention blood, if you're woozy about blood and you get woozy, I'm, I'm, I'm reliving the moment. And well, I'm I mean, that's how I feel. I, I you, you guys already know how much I hated all the right? Jody sound effects, so having to hear you almost, like, half puking makes me want to puke. Right, right, so... This piece goes down there, and I'm telling you, I'm choking. And I was with two other people, and they're like, oh, you're right. I'm like, I guess it just went down the wrong pipe. And I, I said, I definitely swallowed a piece of the bone. But, you know, we all made jokes about how it could have killed me if it was stuck in my lung. And I made the comment, like, I know it'll come out some way. And I guess the reason I didn't fearful is because it was a small piece. And I know it's sharp, and I know it could puncture down there. But it definitely hurt going down. But once it's in your, your system... 
it's kind of like one of those things you'd see in Jackass, where people basically swallow Legos and they come out the other end and dogs swallow stuff all the time. And I hate to put myself in that kind of picture, but I just kind of thought the bone was going to pass through my system. Sunday, I'm not going to lie, I had a little slight chest pain, but again, I just kind of thought that was maybe anxiousness, work, whatever, and I didn't really think about it until when the bone came up on Monday from coughing and laughing and everything, and I said, I guess that was the chest pain. It was just that sharp piece must have just been sitting somewhere floating through me either, and for whatever reason, it would not pass through my system, and the fact that I could laugh that hard, that that created enough force that the bone actually came up. I know we hammered this and recapped this on Tuesday. Bogus, the more I think about it, the more I think this is a scientific marvel that this happened. Yeah, we need a doctor on the show because what I can't Dr. figure Chow. out is— Dr. Chow. We haven't had Dr. Chow all year. Yeah, and I don't know if Dr. Chow has studied enough about this particular injury to be an expert, but, I mean, he is a, he is a medical doctor. Um, cause what I, so the first question would be for you, actually, is you're eating, you're eating the wing, you feel the, you know, you, or you hear the bone snap, but I still feel like if, if that's me, I'm taking a couple of chews and I get the hard bone and I go, oh, what is that? And I take it out of my mouth before I swallow it. Mm. I'm still confused as to how you Good were point. eating and swallowed it without like your, one of your teeth catching it and being well, like alerting you. Anytime like that's ever been something in my mouth that like while you're eating, maybe it's like a, you know, like I had shrimp around Christmas and like there was a piece of shell. So on the shrimp, like right away, like as I'm chewing it, you sense it, you take it out and it's done. Right. I don't know how you swallowed this. Like, are you just well, really like hoovering the meat off the bone, giving yourself <laughs> no chance to like slow down the, the ingestion? So that's a fair assessment. And as I said, it's nothing more disgusting than watching somebody eat chicken wings. The only best defense I have for this, because I never really thought about it that way. And you bring up a good point would be you do, the wing. A, a chicken wing is maybe the one food in the United States of America that we enjoy where most of your chewing is done, how do I say this, on the outside, right? Like you, you're gnawing at the bone and your mouth is open. And while you're gnawing, that to me is the chewing of the wing. Once your mouth becomes closed, I don't. I think the wing is the one food where there's no further chewing and I just begin to swallow. I mean, yeah, but like you still have to like. I mean, I had wings again last night. It was it was already in already defrosting as this happened yesterday, and despite what happened on Monday, we went ahead and had the wings anyway. Um, and like you know, you get the not the I don't know what you the flat thing by the way is almost new to me. I had gone thirty plus years never calling it a flat. Right. Like it was just there were just chicken wings. So like I had like a the drumstick one, like a normal like, and right. so I you know you take bites of where the where the real fleshy meat is, but then I chew it and then I swallow. The you're going right from bone to swallowing, which maybe if you can change that, mm. you can you can avoid this ever happening again to you. Well, I think this is a good way to wrap, Bogus, and I think I want to pose this to our Twitter audience because you may have enlightened me to something and maybe saving my life in the Should future. Should I chew my food before I swallow? No. It? Is a chicken wing chewed differently than other food? And do you do all your wing chewing with your mouth half open, and then once it's in your mouth, do you swallow it, or is there more chewing to be done on a wing? You could tweet your responses on how you eat wings at CBS. Heck, you could video send me at CBS on Instagram. And Bogus, what's your Twitter account? Uh, at Andrew Bogish, but you can send all of your, your wing-eating technique to Sean. Okay, so my yeah, I guess this is where we'll wrap it, and I think Bogish... Ten minutes ago, I didn't know where we were going, and I am – you guys probably think I'm kidding. I'm looking up at the sky, and I'm thinking about the way I eat wings now and wondering if I've had it wrong all these years. 
And it took me choking and coughing up a bone to realize I need to work on my chewing technique. Well, I was told last week during Festivus to be meaner to you during this podcast. And I plan on doing that because I am a good listener and a good soldier. But I will say this today. I'm glad you didn't die on the show this week. That is the nicest thing anybody has ever said to me. And I think that is the perfect way to wrap up a wild PGP, which featured radio roller questions, Pete chiming in because he couldn't take my excuse making, and now Bogus enlightening me that me being the fat pig I am, have been eating chicken wings wrong all these years. Thanks to all the listeners again for enjoying and listening to the PGP. Moose, we'll get back at you with those sweet potato nachos soon. Again, at Andrew Bogus and at Mraz CBS is where you can find us. Have a great week, everyone. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.